Hello, and welcome to episode 32 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business, or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And like I say, every single week, if you want to go beyond the podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com because that's where you can get more involved with our community and you can also help support our mission too. I'm bringing you something a little bit different this week. Over on the Vegan Business Tribe website, we recorded a workshop with business coach and mentor Trevor Banerjee, and we spoke about how to go from being employed to running your own business. And this is something that Trevor did himself. He turned his back on his career in banking to become his own boss. And it's something that I did too. Gosh, way back in my 20s. And I think I'm on my fifth or sixth business now. I know that it's something that a lot of our Vegan Business Tribe members have gone through themselves, or they've spent the last few years thinking about doing it. And the thing is, a recent survey showed that more than half of UK employees, they harbour an aspiration to launch their own businesses. But the majority of us were employed by other people. So what's stopping so many people launching their own business. Well, we talk about that. But the thing is, whenever Trevor and I get into a room together, it just seems to produce gold dust. And I don't know what it is. We just seem to feed off each other's positivity. And we went over so much good stuff in the workshop on the website that I just had to bring it to you on the podcast as well. So I'm not going to give this a long introduction, but we cover everything from the realities of going from being employed to then having your own business, how to create an action plan to do all that, and why just getting up one morning and quitting your day job to set up your own company, that's normally not the best way to launch a business. But we also talk a lot about mindset. And this is really important. And it's, if I'm being honest, why I wanted to bring this session to the podcast too. Because no matter what situation you are facing, going into that situation with the right positive mindset, it will always give you the chance of getting a better outcome than going into it with a poor one. And if you want to watch the video version of this session, then do head over to the Vegan Business Tribe website and just search in the latest content section. Okay, so that's all the introduction I need to give this. So let's go over to the session recorded live for the website. Today, I am overjoyed to be joined by business mentor, personal development coach, author, and more importantly, fellow vegan, Trevor Banerjee. How are you doing today, Trevor? I am fantastic, David. And if I wasn't on top of the world, you know, joining you on this call and getting your vibe and your energy is just taking me onto that next level. So I'm super fantastic. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Well, let's, let's see what we can do with that energy today. Let's see if we can be, yes. I can be flexible that back to you as well. So today's going to be a really interesting discussion because we're going to be focusing on how people can move from being employed to then running their own business. And I think a lot of the members at Vegan Business Tribe, they've, they've either been through this process themselves, I, you know, I've been through it myself, you've been through it yourself, or they're currently right in the middle of doing it. But before we get on to that, the reason that you and I met is because of our shared ethics. So I, I wonder if we could just first talk about your own vegan journey and how you came to veganism yourself. Of course, of course. So, you know, it's what's interesting, David, is that, you know, I come, my background is my parents are Indian and, uh, and I was born and raised in the Middle East. There's the people sometimes tend to assume that, oh, okay, Indian, you know, it's, you probably were vegetarian and it would have been easy for you to go vegan. Completely the opposite. I was, uh, my parents are Catholic, and uh, part from a part of India where eating, you know, having some form of animal on your plate was a prerequisite for the meal. Um, and I was raised in the Middle East in Kuwait, which is, again, very heavy on, you know, animal products. So that was the kind of lifestyle that I, that I uh, grew up by and the kind of diet that I had. Um, and that's, that's sort of what happened. But through, through my, my journey of personal development, and, you know, I'll share a little bit with you about transitioning and get, you know, leaving my corporate job and, and, you know, starting to work for myself. Absolutely. Um, during that process, I also started asking a lot of questions inside. And the turning point for me was in 2012, in when I spent 10 days at a Vipassana um, center. And for those of you who or your listeners and viewers who don't know, it's a 10-day meditation course where you take a vow of silence and you spend pretty much 12 to 14 days sitting like how I am right now. This is, you know, I've got a lovely couch behind me, but I still choose to sit like, uh, like I'm meditating. Every time I want to feel grounded, like I, I really, coming into this, this um, session, I asked myself, what is it that I, I want to achieve? And I want to be able to inspire and share my story in a way that, um, that where people can relate to and it can really give them some value. So that made me want to feel grounded. And I was like, all right, let's go and sit on the ground straight away. But um, coming back to the story, I, um, when I came out of that Vipassana um, process, it was, it really truly changed my life in, in various aspects, but 10 days of meditating and eating, uh, you know, a vegetarian diet back then um, really got me thinking, do I need this? And, and why? And, and I'm asking so many questions about what am I putting into my body, into my mind, into my, you know, into my uh, surroundings. And, you know, as, as I kept asking the questions, it just became more and more clearer. And then I stumbled upon a beautiful video called 101 Reasons to Go Vegan. It's basically a, uh, a guy giving a lecture uh, and talking about how if somebody keeps telling you something over and over again, it, you start thinking that it's true. So that was that was it. And that was six years ago. And um, I've just been getting uh, stronger ever, ever since. 
That is absolutely amazing. And I think that's why I love vegan filmmakers so much. So many vegan filmmakers, if, if they, even if they only make something which is viewed by a couple of hundred people, they set so many people on that journey. I ask a lot of people, you know, how did you first find veganism? How did you first become vegan? And so many people will talk about a video that I'd never heard of or I'd never seen. It's not the game changers and it's not cowspiracy. It's, it's something a bit more niche that someone's just happened to connect with. Yeah, 100%. And for me, what, what connected was... The fact that he was, he said, listen, I'm not going to show you any gruesome footage. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, um, shame you and, you know, point fingers. I'm just going to ask you some questions. If we put a baby and, it, you know, in front of a rabbit and an apple, which one do you think the baby is going to eat? And which one do you think it's going to want to play with? Same thing with the hen. Same thing with the piglet. So innately, don't you, th do you really think that, you know, that we're, built to, you know, to consume these animals. And, and, and then the thing about the cows, you know, again, I felt so embarrassed coming to just realizing, oh, so a cow doesn't just, just walk around producing milk all day long, <laughs> needs to be pregnant. It needs to have a baby just like any other mammal. I've had that conversation with so many people. I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous talking about it now, but I was exactly the same. Yeah, the only reason that cow is making milk is because it's just had a baby. And if it's just had a baby and you're having that baby's milk, then that baby has to be taken out of the picture. Yeah. And yes, it, it's, it's just something that you, it's hiding there in plain sight, but it takes so long to actually connect with that. Thank you for that, Trevor. That's always a good way to start, just to, you know, remind ourselves why we're here and what we're doing ourselves with vegan businesses as well. But yeah. the topic that we're going to talk about today is really interesting because I know from various surveys that I've seen in the past that it's something like nearly half of everyone who is currently employed say that they want to start their own business. But yeah. the majority of people in the world are employed by, by companies. So that's a real disparity there. So, so what's stopping that? What's stopping people actually just going out and starting their own businesses? Well, it's, you know, we, there's a recent survey that's come out and um, what it says is in 2020, because of COVID, 85% of people considered, maybe I should start my own thing. Wow. Yeah. But here's another, here's another scary um, statistic or figure. 90% of businesses um, or people that, that get on, get started um, are at some point or another in the first year or so, just give up on the idea, even when they, when they get started. So a lot of the people that have actually seen it through, they're, they're just that 10% who've, uh, who've actually put all of the pieces together. And you asked a really good question, David, why, why do people have the thought, but then they don't take the next step? And I, you know, I've, I've got a, I'm actually working on an ebook on this topic and uh, I've got the points here. So there's five lacks, there's five things that are missing um, in, in a person's life that helps them make that transition. And the five things are a lack of clarity without really knowing exactly how you're going to be putting all of these pieces together. Um, how are you going to be marketing your business? How are you going to be able to uh, deliver it and be able to earn the income that you will probably just once making? Um, it, it becomes very daunting and that, that brings about the fear. So lack of clarity, lack of resources, a lot of times people feel and they think, okay, so I work in a, a company where I've got, there's an accountant there, there's the, the digital marketing person there, you know, there's the finance, per, you know, or the 
the superannuation person over there, am I supposed to be doing all of these things on my own? And by the way, a lot of people end up do, doing that. And many of your listeners and viewers will, be, will say, yep, I'm, I keep juggling all of these hats all, all day long. I tell you what, Trevor, uh, you know, as someone who's pretty much always had my own businesses, I mean, I started out with my own business back in the 90s. Yes. Um, that was a, one of the huge eye-openers. Um, that before then, if my PC didn't start up one morning, I'd just call IT and they yeah. come and fix it or they do something about it. My PC doesn't start up in the morning now. Uh, that's down to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that, that is something that people don't appreciate. Correct. Yeah. So lack of resources, a lack of time. Um, a lot of times people, um, you know, and many times they've got families and they've got other commitments <clears throat> and it becomes a case of, okay, so, and I'm already, I've got this job nine to five. How can I make the time to create this plan or this transition plan? So that's that's a third thing. Um, lack of guidance and accountability. Um, this is a big one. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the guy who provides the guidance and accountability. <laughs> but it's, but basically people feel, you know, uh, they, they struggle with, okay, well, I'm, I'm struggling here to lose a couple of, couple of pounds. How am I going <laughs> to, who's going to keep me accountable when I'm like, I can't be bothered. You know, I can't, uh, you know, I'm just going to watch Netflix rather than put this business plan together. So that's there. And then the fifth one, uh, which tends to people think that this is the biggest reason, but it's actually the, the, the lowest on the list is a lack of funding. Um, not having the, um, the you know the the right amount of money that they they believe they need, and the reason I say it's the the least important is because if someone were to have the clarity through the right plan, if they were were to have the right resource with the right team or the right people around them, they would have somebody like a coach or a mentor supporting them, guiding them, giving them some giving them the the tools for. Uh, the road along the way, um, and they made the time or they, they dedicated the time towards this dream that they have, they will find that they get into a position where they create what we call proof of concept and funding does not become a problem anymore. Absolutely. And that is so important. You know, lack of money is never a problem. It's a lack of knowledge or it's a lack of ideas or it's a lack of creativity. The funding comes, you know, it, it comes from somewhere, but you need to have that knowledge and creativity and those ideas first to actually get to that point. Uh, I'm just going to pull apart some of those things you were talking about there, Trevor, because, yeah, sure. you know, because th these are really interesting. We should we should spend a little bit more time on them. Um, you know, first of all, about that idea of planning. I think so many people, they come up with a, a great idea to a, for a business. And it's almost like they don't have the confidence then to sit down and actually work out the steps that they need to do to yeah. make that business a reality. Absolutely. You know, um, back when, back in Australia, when, when I was business coaching existing businesses, um, and I'd ask them, one of the questions I'd ask them is, do you have a business plan? And they say, oh, yeah, yeah we put a business plan together. <laughs> Where is it? Where? It's a doorstopper somewhere. What we found was that, Maybe somebody's put together some thoughts or concepts that they had of, oh, okay, this is what my business is going to be. But is it an actually, is it an actual living, breathing document that you use as the blueprint for all of the things that you're going to be doing in the coming months and years? Most of the times not. And, you know, as they say, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And um, the first thing, like the number of times I've rolled my eyes when people have said to me, 
hey, I've just started a business. Do you know much about Facebook ads? <laughs> As if that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't agree with you more than that, Trevor. And it's, it's interesting what you said about business plans. And I agree with you. You know, people do a business plan, but the only people who need to see that kind of doorstop business plan is the bank or an investor or someone like that. It's not really that much use for yourself. And I am a big fan of pretty much every business I've launched, and including Vegan Business Drive at the moment. Our business plan is always a single page. And if I I can, I'll do it on a whiteboard so that I can keep changing and I can rub bits off. Because yeah. if a plan is there and it's in your eye view and you can keep referring back to it, and if you work in a team, you know, your team can see it's there and they can input themselves. Having it as that kind of really simple living document, the, this is what we're trying to achieve. This is how we're going to achieve it. This is our deadline. This is our goal, you know, on a single sheet. That yeah. is so much more useful than having that doorstop plan that's hidden away in a drawer somewhere. Hundred percent, and you know, I, I say to people, having you know this executive sheet that is a summary of everything that this business represents and stands for, and then let's work on an action plan. You know, let's let's work on what are the steps that we need to take. And you know, I use a project management tool with my clients called Asana, mm -hmm. uh, and I highly recommend it. And but there's there's many others like Trello and Monday, but. Um, what, what we do in that is we literally break down what are the actual steps that we need to take from where we are to where we want to be at the end of this year or in a couple of years from now. And by breaking it down, that gives people the clarity, which then gives them the confidence that they need to then be able to take the next the next steps because without that it's like sort of like driving the fog and um you know it, it it creates all of that fear and anxiety which makes you want to stop the car rather than keep keep moving forward yeah. absolutely and, and making that plan moves on to another one of your points of clarity um you know knowing what you need to do to get started is really really powerful and sometimes just sitting down and say right before this can happen it means i need to do this before that can happen then i need to do this and you quite often find that the first couple of steps you need to do are tiny they're really small things that you need to do just to get that ball rolling yeah so true i you know a lot of times we feel and we create this mountain in our mind out of, oh my God, I've got to, uh, you know, I've got to launch a website. <laughs> and uh, how do I learn? When will I find time to learn coding? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just hope, please, that nobody <laughs> thinks that way anymore. Uh, now that websites have come a long way since since when you and I started. But when um, you know you're 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 right. Sometimes it's just the little things, just the little steps that we can take in getting uh, getting clear on, you know, for example, one of the things we, you know, I do with clients is what are your three M's, which is your message, your market, and the mode or the medium in, in which you convey your message to your market, right? And your message is how are you unique? What are you doing in your marketplace that's different, that sets you apart, that, um, that you're ideal clients will look at and they'll be like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I was looking for. And then your market is who are those people, your ideal clients, and where, where, where are they? Where do you normally, where do they hang out? What do they talk about? What's their, what's your client persona profile? And the mode in which you convey it. And then all of a sudden you realize, wait a second, I don't even need to use Facebook anymore. You know, these, these people are in my local coffee shop around the corner. So yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's, again, it's really important what you're saying here, Trevor. And I hope people are taking notes and listening down to this. And especially that, that point just around up planning, um, you know, about how to build a website. The first step, if you're a new company, and you want to build a website, is to actually research how websites are now built. Now, that's a tiny action to take from actually then getting a website online. And, and sometimes just putting that afternoon aside to go and research how easy it is to actually create websites now, you know, is a great place to start. Um, yeah. Another one of your, your five points, I think it might have been point three or point four, was talking about time as well, about, you know, one of the big reasons people don't go off and set their own businesses, they just don't have the time to do it. They're, they're working nine to five or even longer hours, they're getting home, they're watching Netflix, and all, all of a sudden they don't, they don't feel that they've got the time to do something. But one really important thing that was told to me is that everyone has 24 hours in their day. And I'm sure you've heard this before from, you know, Mahatma Gandhi through to, uh, you know, um, Elon Musk, yeah, Elon Musk, Einstein, Richard Branson, they've all got the same 24 hours in their day that you have. It's how you use those hours. So true. I was, I, you stole the, the words as well as the examples from my mouth like these these people who've achieved incredible things i mean apart from uh, apart from the the fact that you know they had all of that conviction and they were single minded and driven and all of those things which one needs to have they all had the same amount of time and you know we could we could say okay fine Gandhi dedicated himself to the independent movement. He didn't have any, he wasn't doing anything else. He wasn't juggling, you know, kids and a mortgage and <laughs> all of these other things. But we don't need to look far and hard to look for examples of people who do juggle three to four or five different things. And they're, they're still able to, you know, make an impact and, and be very successful. So, you know, I just, um, I have a, a sweet deal where I have uh, my chiropractor who he, he gives me chiropractic treatments and I, I give him uh, coaching and, and advice uh, and it, it works out to be wonderful. And I just, what I said to him was, all right, so we, we did the adjustments and he's like, all right, so now it's coaching time. Did you do your homework? He's like, gosh, no, no time, man, no time. It's like, what the hell? What's going on? Didn't we just cover this? Just need to put half an hour, just half an hour towards, you know, the things that we've discussed. So if you make the time, the time will reward you for sure. Brilliant. I love the idea of paying for chiropractic through motivation. I think that is absolutely <laughs> yeah. a, that's a real scheme you've got going there, Trevor. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love that. <laughs> but, but again, you, you're talking so much truth here. And I think when we look at the time and, you know, creating time is something I, I'm, I, I'm really passionate about, you know, being able to create time. You can do a little time exercise of saying, right, just start recording how much in the week you're either watching Netflix or, or you're just, you know, sat around watching the TV. Start recording how much time you're scrolling through your phone on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and you realize that it's not about you don't have the time. It's how you're spending that time. And one thing I find really useful, again, as a thought exercise, is thinking about quality of time as well. So yes. if we look at Vegan Business Tribe, one thing we identified on really close to the start, and we identified because we had people asking for it, was yeah. some kind of marketing Course. People wanted to take um, all our experience of working in marketing and get that in a course that they could study themselves. Now, to create that, and we did create it, it's 25 modules, it's 95,000 words, it's, it, it's a huge course, and we didn't have time to do it. 
So what I did was I just exchanged time. So I started getting up 4.30 in the morning and I did that for five days a week for a month. And yeah. just having those two or three hours completely uninterrupted, nothing else is happening at that time in the morning, you know, allowed me to produce this thing which moved our business forwards. And everyone can do that. And it might not be getting up at half past four in the morning. It, it might be taking that time from somewhere else. But everyone can exchange how they're spending their time. So true. So, and I, I love that love that example that you used because um, you know one of the most amazing um, life lessons my coach taught me a long time ago was he asked me the question: Would you rather be um, if you were if you were digging for you know for, to find something under you know underground? Let's say it's oil. Not not a very vegan <laughs> example, but if you were looking digging for oil, would you rather be? an inch wide, a mile deep, or a mile wide, an inch deep, right? And what we seem to be doing these days is, and people take, wear this like a badge. They say, oh, I, I'm really good at multitasking. What, what we're doing is we're spreading ourselves thin and we're trying to do all of these different things, thinking, you know, that some, we're, we're achieving something. Whereas if we did what like what you did what you did with your example there where we set this time aside and that is a non-negotiable nobody nothing else touches that time it's only dedicated to my course that would that is going that mile deep and that's when you start getting the results um so um yeah 100% i think it's so it's it is isn't so much about the quantity of time as much as it is about the quality of time Absolutely. And, and I love that example as well. And I, I think we're going to get into a little bit of mutual loving here with what, <laughs> with what we're talking about. Because it, 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 is, it is, I use the, I always say, it's better to move one thing forwards a mile than it is 10 things an inch. You know, you just right. achieve far much more in life. And I think the reason that we've both got the same sort of mindset and we've both got the same sort of examples that we, we're almost playing, you know, example tennis with here, it's brilliant, yeah. is, is because none of this is new information. It, it's not something that people have only just discovered. Uh, but, if I go back to when I was in my 20s and 30s, I spent so much time listening to motivational speakers from the 60s and 70s, you know, people like yes. Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn, and, you know, these really interesting people. But they learned it all from the motivational writers of the 40s and 50s, you know, people like you know, Dale Napoleon, Carnegie, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, you know, yeah. and, and all their, their, their core messages hasn't really changed. It's yeah. all about mindset. And whatever the situation you find yourself in, you are far more likely to get a positive outcome outcome if you approach it with a positive mindset so you know uh, with uh, with my my program we do five plans right so we work on five different plans and the first plan is your mindset plan and in that what we talk about is um now okay so great congratulations you've decided that you're going to start this business you've invested you're going to you know the freedom switch is going to help you with with putting all of these pieces together but we can't come into this new room with that old school or that old mindset and the limiting beliefs and the toxic thoughts that you probably had about yourself and about how things work um, and, and bring that into here because that will then start sabotaging what you're doing here as well. The, the way I would say it is everything changes when you change. Yes, yes, 100%. So first plan mindset plan, change your mindset, understand what are the things that were limiting you in the past 
that were holding you back, that was caused that were causing you to create the excuses that um, that you were using, like I haven't got enough time, um, whereas I'm going to make the time, or I love multitasking uh, when you know, no, I I focus on one thing until it's finished. So yeah, it is, and it's so important just to remember again to reiterate these aren't problems that haven't been answered before. Plenty of people have gone from being employed to setting up and running their own business. And if you want to be successful, you can go out there and study, you know, how people have done it. If you want to be happy, you can study happiness. If you want to be wealthy, you can go, you know, out there and study how people have got wealthy. It's all out there and you can really become a student of success. You know, that's what I've done. I know that that's what you've done as well. And that's what people can do to actually get them in that mindset, just to start and do something, create something themselves. I think, um, and again, I'm sure there's multiple analogies and quotes on this on this point. But uh, you know, one little step of action is a thousand times better than you know a hundred ideas or all sorts of uh, dreams of of climbing mountains and doing all sorts of things. It's that's pointless. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Many of us are living in that la- in that in that world of visualizing, thinking, dreaming, anticipating. But very few take action. And when we do take action, that's when we start realizing that that's when the dreams do come true. Absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about there, you know, getting yourself in the mindset to do this and and starting to have some confidence and belief in yourself. But if someone is thinking about making that switch, they think they're now in the right place. What kind of route map do people have to actually do that? So I know when I first started my business, um, my very first business back back in the late 90s, I was quite fortunate that I had a client who was giving me three days um, a week worth of work and that left the other four days to then go and build my business. So I already had, you know, my rent been paid by that that one client that I had but what kind of first step should people be doing should they be trying to find the work first or is there some sort of other route map that you uh, help people with so the first thing that I mean uh, after the uh, along with the mindset plan Mm -hmm. um, and along with understanding okay so the three m's and what is it that that I have to offer how is it unique how is it what's the point of difference is start doing a little bit of market research spend a little bit of time And just understand this market that you're now going to be serving and understand who, who are these people out there? What is it that, what is their, what is the problem that they're looking for a a solution for? If we change our way of thinking from product service, consumer, buyer, client, prospect, all of that. And if we switch it to problem, solution, pain, desire. And, and if we understand um, the language, the thought process that people use, all of a sudden, we've gone from saying, hi, my name is Trevor. I'm a plumber. I fix taps. And I, you know, I do leaky taps and all kinds of taps. And, and this is my price. And I'm cheaper than all of the others. We go from that to saying, to asking much more serious questions. And I'm not really a plumber, so I don't know what those serious questions are, but we've we've got to get away from this old school mindset of have, I have a product, I have a service. Let me talk about how cool it is, how new and shiny it is, how cheap it is, and go towards the the, the deeper issues and asking deeper questions. 
Absolutely. And I love what you were saying there about that market research is the place to start that. Because I think a lot of people, when they first think about launching their business, they think about doing it in one big leap. They, they say, right, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to get this business set up. I'm going to spend all my time on it. But sometimes that's not the best way to do it because you haven't actually proven your idea. You know, get exactly what you're saying, going to customers and finding out what they want. And it's much better sometimes to get, um, and I'm sure you use this term yourself all the time, you know, the MVP, the minimal viable product, to get something into someone's hands so that you can see how people react to it. Because most businesses that I've set up or most businesses that, that I've helped and worked with, it's taken two years to get to the point where you can start actually taking a full wage out of it. And, okay. and that's, you know, if the business is doing well. So sometimes I think you're 100% right. It's better to actually work out what you're selling and do that while you still got an income coming in from someone else before just making that leap and putting yourself under so much financial pressure. You know, um, on that note, and you've touched on something really important here. Two things. One is that people feel, uh, sometimes feel it's an all or nothing game mm. where I have to quit my job. I have to start this. Unfortunately, sometimes people are in that position uh, inevitably due to redundancy or you know furlough, being furloughed and things like that. But um, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing game. The uh, you know it, it. One of the things I tell clients is you know don't do what I did, which is. <laughs> Which is exactly that. I, one, I had. I used to work for uh, you know a big bank in in Australia called ANZ, and and ANZ. Uh, I was a relationship manager there, which is a you know just a fancy you know term for managing people's you know rich people's money, and I, uh, I, I was um, I, I was at this quarter life crisis at that point. I'm sorry, I say quarter life because I like to think that I'd live longer than than that and um i i just went to my boss one day and i said uh i'm sorry but i i this isn't for me and very jerry Maguire style you know i quit my job so what happened was after that um i basically used up all of for the next year and a half i used up all of my savings and my, you know, my wife fortunately was working at that time and she was supporting the both of us and it was very stressful and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And what I say to them is it makes it all the more harder because you're not now focused on doing something that you're passionate about. You're, you're operating from a space of desperation and you're thinking, oh my God, I have to make this work. Otherwise, you know, where's, where's the food co going to come yep. from? And that, so, kill, that, that absolutely kills creativity when you're in that mindset. It does. It does. And you, you become, because you're desperate now, you're just, you're just vying for things and you're in that competition. You're in that doggy dog sort of mindset. So definitely the first thing is create a transition plan. And the second thing which you touched on as well is have the right sort of um, expectations. Yes, you may have a brilliant idea. Yes, you. <laughs> nobody else has thought of this idea before. Although odds are, if you Google it, you'll probably find that people are doing it. But understand for you to establish yourself and for you to, yes, you may have a following already. That's another one that I get. Oh, you know, I've got 20,000 followers on, on Instagram. You know, I'm going to start getting business. Guess what? They just like you because they like these funny or sexy pictures and videos that you're putting up. The minute you start talking about product and saying, "Can you, you know, would you like to buy?" All of a sudden, it's not twenty thousand anymore. So, 
understand that there is a period over which you're going to have to establish yourself. And that usually, as you rightly said, takes between, you know, between a year and a half to two years. So that that is a good amount of time that you can create that, that kind of expectation. And it tends to be, if you play your cards right, you, you will tend to get a, a hockey stick or a, you know, sort of like a, a, um, a, a steep curve where it's going like this, but then all of a sudden things start to pick up and you start to establish yourself a bit, a bit more. Of course, you know, and it's great when you get that to that exponential curve. I mean, that's somewhere we're, we're just starting to hit with uh, Vegan Business Tribe now. But but if I look at my own experience as well, I think Vegan Business Tribe is probably my maybe sixth, seventh business that I've started up. Um, and I wasn't going to put a lot of money and time into it until I proved that there's the audience there. And it's really interesting what you said about people who say they've got 20,000 Instagram followers. Um, they're followers. They are not customers. You need to have a plan that you've proven has worked to take someone from being a follower to actually giving you some of their hard-earned money. You, you, there's so many people I've met, and just like you, um, I feel so bad for them because they've been in the situation where they've taken their pension pot or they've sold a property or they've, you know, they've generated this huge sum of money and they've sunk that into something that they haven't proved has worked first. Because a bit of advice I was given, you should only put money into something once you've proven it's worked to make it work better. You shouldn't be putting money into anything that's unproven. So you, you can test really quickly. So if you've got those 20,000 Instagram followers, work out a funnel and start testing it. Can you get some of those followers to actually start giving you money for something? It might not be the finished idea you've got of a finished product, but you will learn so much from doing that. Correct, yeah. The, you know, this is, this is scary, David, but I think, you know, people need to know this. I uh, had a chat with somebody recently. They had close to 100,000 followers mm. on various platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Um, and they were, they were earning, but they were earning about $1,000 a month, mm. US dollars. And, and I was like, because before I spoke to, I was, uh, I, I was uh, uh, organized this call with this person. In my mind, I was in awe of them. I was thinking, oh, wow, this person's got so many followers. Wow, they must be killing it. And then, you know, I had the call and I realized they were struggling, struggling because it was all about, it was so busy on this exercise bike, peddling, 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 mm -hmm. creating all of this content, no way of monetizing it and no real system or plan as, you know, as we've said. So, uh, and now it, there was that fear that one, if I stop peddling, I don't, I, I lose these followers. So it's a very vicious cycle and trap to, to fall into. It is, it is. So we've covered a lot of really important stuff here, Trevor. So, I mean, just, just a very quick iteration. If, if someone is in the situation of thinking of starting their own business now, there is a route that they can follow. They, they can sit down and start planning the exact steps that they need to do to take this forwards. They can start testing and just proving a concept so they're not going into it blind. And they can plan out a transition period where maybe they're taking the money from what they're earning in one thing and using that to build up something else. But I just want to bring the conversation back to this idea of mentality and motivation, because the people I know who have been successful, 
they're not always the people who have got the best ideas. They're people who have got the most tenacity or who've got the most motivation or just go about things in such a planned out methodical way that they almost make that success happen. They're, they're not leading it, leaving it to chance. They are yeah. putting themselves in that situation where it makes it happen. And yeah. so this idea of motivation and tenacity and, you know, and, and just having that will to keep doing what you're doing, that's really important, isn't it? It, it, I, th- I think it, if your new business is a, a body, that is the heart. That is what drives and, you know, what keeps the body alive. Um, you know, they say, again, another famous quote, um, if, if you want it bad enough, you'll find a reason. If not, you'll find an excuse. Exactly. And that, that's what tends to happen. The people that have made their businesses work, they had the same fears. They had the same, you know, challenges, but the drive or the need to make it happen was so strong that they overcame all of those challenges and all of those, um, you know, all of those limiting beliefs. So what I'd say to people is ask yourself, are you willing to commit a certain amount of time in your life, from your life for the next two years without getting anything in return? Not saying that that's going to happen, but let's say if that were the case, would you still do this? Would you still give, you know, all of this blood, sweat and tears to it? And if you would, then you've got a really good shot at making this happen. Otherwise, just don't bother. That's it's the fact it sounds sounds like I'm being harsh. But the fact of the matter is, yes, you make freaking amazing vegan cupcakes Uh, And all of your friends and family say, oh, my God, you should start your own little bakery. But if you don't see yourself creating um, something where you're not going to be able to get a return on investment, and if you're going to be putting a lot of time and effort and energy into it, you've got to really believe it, really believe it, and have that vision of why am I doing this? Because I want more and more people to stop eating crappy, you know, non-vegan cupcakes and switch to mine. And that's my contribution to this movement. Okay, now we're talking about a vision that's bigger than just you and, you know, you selling selling a few cupcakes. So if that's going to be a driver, and if you can see that really lighting your fire for the next two years, do it. Absolutely. As a vegan business owner, and people will have heard me say this so many times, you've got something that other vegan, uh, sorry, that other business owners don't have. You've got that burning passion to make a difference in the world. You've got that desire to actually bring about change and move forward with the vegan cause. You can really use that, that can't you? you? You can make veganism at the center of your business and the whole reason why you get out of bed in the morning. You know, David, I take pride in saying this. I have helped five people, three clients and two team members to go vegan because of working with me. And this is the ones that I know of. I I don't know how many they've gone on and inspired. So there's so many, so many ways that we can inspire people through the the work that we do. And you are so right, David, this is like Mm. the, you know, the, the armor that we have, um, or it's like the, the Iron Man suit, that the being a vegan business and knowing that what we're doing is so much bigger than you know this who we are so we're yeah. contributing to this incredible cause yeah yes yeah. so when you have a vegan business lives are literally at stake and you can use that you know you, you, 
any business, and especially any business I've had, there is always some point where it's just a grind, when you've just got to keep doing what you're doing to build up an audience or to build up your sales or build up your marketing. And if you've got that bigger reason to be doing what you're doing than just earning money and earning a living, yeah. that's where you can really tap into that motivation. I was going to say, I, I just want to share something with you that my, so my sister, who's she and her partner went, have recently gone vegan as well, last year, in fact, they, um, so she inspired me the other day and I wanted to share this with you. So she's, she's bought a painting of a cow with a, with the tag on, on its ear. And, um, and it's a beautiful, uh, you know, uh, painting, oil painting, and it's just behind her, um, her workstation. Mm. And what happens is when she looks at it through the reflection in the laptop or in a video call, it's a reminder to her as to why she needs to she needs to give that extra extra one percent today, right? And when she shared that to me, I was in tears. I was like, "Oh my goodness, you've now inspired me. I've got to do something similar as well." So you know, just a just a feed to that point that you were just talking about. I think that's absolutely brilliant. And, and yes, that's what ties in. You know, I interview quite a lot of uh, vegan business people and so many do have something in the background. They've got an animal portrait or a painting or something like that. So so yes, I, I 100% uh, can tap into that. Um, I think it's worth also just talking about this idea of, you know, having other people to inspire you as well. So I've been quite fortunate throughout my career that I've always had mentors. I've had a couple of different mentors in my life. Um, I've been very fortunate maybe in some of the circles I've been in that I've been able to find some very inspirational people who have, have been on similar journeys to myself, but perhaps they're at the end of a career and they're just looking to give back. I've also paid for business mentors as well because, you know, having that accountability is actually really useful. Knowing that by the end of the month, you've, you've got to have done a task because you're going to be having a session with a mentor again you know that's actually something that really pushes your business forward correct yes yes um you know the the whole idea of i by the way one of the things i love about your business david is it's called you're calling it a tribe yes and i keep i always say to people your vibe attracts your tribe so having a, a mentor figure um, yes, who can drive um, drive you? Who can who motivates you? Gives you the accountability, but also surrounding yourself with the people who um, not just has have the same uh, ethics as you, but also have the same vision, have the same sort of drive as you. I found that a lot of times, and this is this is unfortunate in the vegan community, there uh, seems to be a mindset, a great mindset around wanting to make this world a better place. But then there's that is partnered with a money is evil mindset. And I, I feel that that is such a, it's a self-sabotaging sort of a, um, a dynamic to have because you want to grow, start a business and you want it to grow to help the world. But we live in a world that is driven by money and financial abundance and financial systems so how is that going to be possible? So unless you start a charity or something, and then even then you're you're still reaching out to people to you know to to fund you. So um, something that we've got to work on is finding people who've got this the right mindset and surrounding ourselves with them because then that's how we're going to be able to you know raise the standard and and lift ourselves. What what are your thoughts around that the, the money mindset thing? Yeah, absolutely. You can do so much good in the world with a profit that you can't do with a loss. 
it, it is as simple as that. And if you look at some of the people, you know, who have done very well in the um, vegan economy, you can look at people like Dale Vince, who set up uh, Ecotricity, and he owns, um, you know, the vegan football club the uh, Forest Green Rovers. Yes. You can look at Matthew Glover who launched Veganuary. Yeah. And, you know, now he's gone on to fund so many vegan enterprises and so yeah. many vegan good causes. And VFC, yeah. Absolutely, VFC, which, which, which they've just launched as a as an ethical vegan, um, you know, competitor to, to KFC. Yeah. They couldn't do these amazing things if they hadn't earned money along the way. So I keep saying this all the time. You can do far so much more good in the world with a profit than you will ever do with a loss. And even if you're a charity... You still need customers. You still need somebody to be giving you money. Otherwise, you can't keep doing what you're doing. If you're not earning a living wage, if you're not earning um, a, a lifestyle that actually makes you comfortable and bearable to keep doing what you're doing, you will just hit burnout and you can't do it anymore. So there's, there's no reason at all to try and set a vegan business that you can stand doing for about 12 months before you just completely run out of money and do nothing else in the world. Make something that's um, sustainable. And by that, I mean financially sustainable. 100%. And, and, you know, coming back to the point about, you know, having the right mentors, having the right, um, uh, the right uh, tribe around you, um, and this is something we're going to encourage the people watching and listening this, listening to this is start get if you've got hesitation or resistance around money and finances and wealth, get rid of it. And if yeah. you've got people around you who are saying saying these things, uh, these negative things around money and finances, help them to get rid of it as well, or change change your circle. And you 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 gave some great examples just now, David. You know, and you know, I was um, speaking to some of my friends who run uh, Live Kindly, the uh, you know the uh, the news platform or the the vegan. Uh, you know, content platform. Mm. And it's the same thing. They started from humble beginnings, but they had this vision that we want to be the number one platform when it comes to people anywhere around the world wanting vegan content. And I know plant-based news, uh, it was the same thing with them. Yes. So dream big, think big, because we are on, we're on the cusp. We are going to transition to a world that is fully vegan and fully, you know, sustainable. Um, there is, we don't have an option, right? There's, we are, it's going to happen one way or another. Either we're going to learn the easy way or the hard way. I, I think we all know which way it's going to be. But the point is, when we get to that that stage and almost every, it's veganism is not going to be the exception, it's going to be the norm, mm-hmm. you're going to look back and think, boy, at that time, that was just like, that was the beginning. And I was in the infant stage of this movement. So think big, dream big, because you can be the Live Kindly, the plant-based news, the Veganuary, the VFCs, uh, the beyond uh, meat of the world. You know, you, I, you know, we can be that. Absolutely. We are on the right side of history. And that's something that we always have to keep reminding ourselves. And that point about who you surround yourself with as well, that will pay you so much dividends because you are the sum of the people who you surround yourself with. I mean, look at what's happened today, Trevor. You and I have come together and we've created some gold dust here. 
You know, yes, <laughs> you know, yes they, I feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, th these are not the sort of conversations you have with yourself in the shower. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's good to find someone else who is in Surprise. the same space, the same. <laughs> I don't want to know what you get up to the shower, Trevor. <laughs> but you, you need to find people who have got the same mindset of you that you can learn from and who will help you along your journey. And especially if you're thinking about launching a business, that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that we could both jointly give. Now, Sorry. Trevor. I, just to wrap us up here, so I know that you've actually written a book on this. You, you, you've written a book called The Freedom Switch, which is about helping people going from being employed into launching their own business. So if someone wants to know more about you or they want to connect with you or, or they, just, they just like what you're talking about and they want to know more, how can they find out more? So first of all, quite simply, just jump onto thefreedomswitch.com. From there, you'll be able to download my book for free. For free? Um, for free. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that was a free, Trevor. Yeah, it's it's an e-copy wow. e of the book. You can buy the actual copy on, on Amazon. But um, you can you can get the book for free. You can have uh, you can also book a 60 minute discovery session with me where we will flush your idea out and see if it's got legs or not. And I'll ask you a lot of probing questions like the ones that we just discussed right now. Um, and then if you're if the person is willing and when they're interested, we um, either have a one-to-one -one, um, model where we guide them through a three-month process of getting the, the, the plan put together, the brand, the website, and the online presence, and the initial digital marketing setup. So we've got all of that set up. I've got a nice, lovely team that's based in India, all very proud to say all vegan and uh, eco-living. And... Uh, and we support the um, support all of our members to be able to get that business set up. And I'm proud to say that in a month from now, for those that may not be able to afford the one-to-ones, we're going to be launching a group program, which is going to be able to do exactly the same thing, but in a in a small group format. So between ten to twenty members per uh, per group. And um, and yeah, and the idea is to launch as many vegan businesses as possible. And I say uh, vegan, but it's it's basically conscious businesses because sometimes I've got people who are vegans themselves, but their business isn't vegan. So um, in the sense that maybe they're a, a tutor or a, a, you know, a coach or a chiropractor, you know, they, so it tends to get confusing. So I say uh, conscious businesses, which, in, which in, involves working with, with vegans. And I love that term conscious businesses because a lot of people, they use the term ethical businesses perhaps, but every single company in the world thinks they're an ethical business. You've got the huge oil companies and the energy companies who say, yeah, you know, we're an ethical business, you know, and yeah. that isn't, you know, it's just not, not the point. Um, so yes, conscious business. I love that term. Well, Trevor, Thank you so much for your time. We've, we've unearthed so much great stuff here that I hope that if anybody is looking to make that, that switch or, or the freedom switch, as you call it, you know, from actually going to launch their own business, they can take what they've learned today and that should put them in just in the, a perfect mindset to uh, go ahead and do that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time, David. I really enjoyed our session today. It was so much fun. It's always fun, you know, speaking to you, but Today was was really special because uh, I think we had a really great flow going with the the kind of topics that we that we're both passionate about. Now, what a great session that was! I was actually just listening back myself with my notebook because we covered so much good stuff, 
And that is it for this episode. So thank you for joining me for this one. As I said, a little bit different to what we normally do. But if you want more content just like this, then do head over to the website at veganbusinesstribe.com and sign up to get full access. Now, just before you go, if I can ask you one last favour, if you found this content really useful today, then I would be so grateful if you could help me share it because the only way we're going to make vegan business the new normal is if we skill up people already running vegan businesses or inspire more people to launch their own and i know that every vegan business we help to make a bigger impact that's one more animal product knocked off the shelves so if you know anybody else with a vegan business then please do send them a link to this podcast or especially if you know someone who's thinking about launching their own vegan business then this podcast this will be a great one to start them off on that journey so you guys really are my tribe. You are the people sharing this podcast in the Facebook groups and in the vegan WhatsApp groups and helping us reach more vegan businesses with this amazing information. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, then please do subscribe because this shows the podcast platforms that people think we're worth listening to. And finally, if you haven't checked out the Vegan Business Tribe website yet, then what are you waiting for? Because that's where you can link up with Lisa and myself and just be part of this amazing community of vegan business owners who really want you to succeed. So, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you giving up your time to listen every week. Together, we're making such a big difference and I will see you on the next one.